Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show, we have the first of our seasonal visitors. It was me and me Elsie's wedding anniversary too. Old Nan remembers knife sharpeners, nudist old Fred handles bad seasonal sweaters, and me vegan neighbour young Alice chats about dolphins, whilst me agent 50% is open to boost real estate sales. Oh dear, well, a two-medicine farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Natter's Florida Island, it's back to normal. Well, plus one. Yep, basically the wife Elsie and her best buddy Beyond It, that's Beyond It Brandisha Washington or BBW to her friends, have returned from their week-long river cruise without sinking the ship. <laughs> but we've run to sea, don't we, from the MIL or mother-in-law, Satana Troglodyte, yep, visiting for the holiday, Oh dear, the microwave's back in action. <laughs> What's left me so far is under the worst kind of strain. Of course, it's that time of year when you learn to tolerate drop-in relatives, put up with drop-out relatives, and would rather tolerate an hour of brutal torture in opposed to visiting your local grocery store, where mayhem brings out a distinct shortage of manners and kindness. Yeah, the season of goodwill seems to have degraded into long lines, a dearth of checkout operators added to the push, shove and overuse of the middle finger. <laughs> Naturally, put a bit of alcohol in the mix and what do you get? Yep, I'm happy to stay here on the farm. Yep, in hiding. <laughs> Then, naturally, this week with some folks might celebrate what I'm ready to consider. Well, shall I just say, closer to commiserations. Yeah, it was me and the wife Elsie's wedding anniversary. You know, it's not really something I can ever forget. Obviously, away from the, you know, the joint wedding and Christmas gifts we received back then. Yeah, when a few relatives, you know, the kind of tight-fisted ones, were even mean enough to buy us a box of crackers each. <laughs> yep, nothing like paper hats and plastic jewellery to start a happy marriage on the way, is there? <laughs> Add to that, everyone's heard of shotgun weddings. Yep, well, mine and Elsie's was more of a machine gun and flamethrower-style wedding. <laughs> the troglodyte family are warring lot, you know and all arrive packing more than just the basics, you know. <laughs> sure, it was more of an out-and-out -out siege by the time they got going. Then, naturally, there was the honeymoon mm, event most couples like to remember with, I suppose, some kind of friendly fondness, but not me. All I remember was being stuck in a crummy seaside hotel with horrid food and cantankerous staff, and worst of all, I recall that the earth didn't move for me. On the other hand, I needed earth-moving equipment to roll the wife over to her side of the bed. <laughs> she was not only blind drunk, but already weighty back then, you know. They always say don't look back in anger, don't they? 
Well, I don't know exactly who they are, but I hate looking back in general. You know, for me, it's like a repeat of a bad TV show that was dreadful to begin with. Anyway, to bring things back up to date, we exchange gifts. As always, yeah, I bought Elsie a monster box of her favourite imported chockies, and she bought me the most romantic gift imaginable. Yeah, new socks. <laughs> On the other hand, they are more useful than she is around the front. <laughs> Add to that, Elsie, beyond it, Nan, Toshiko and the M.I.L. celebrated with a crate of whiskey. Yep, blind drunk again, only this time it didn't have to move Elsie or anyone anywhere. She passed out in the sofa and with the five of them snoring in unison throughout me farmhouse. It would have been quieter at the starting grid of NASCAR. <laughs> By the way, back to the farm, we've seen no new recruits for the artist's retreat this week. No, well, I guess it's the time of year, so for now it's still looking more like an artist's rehab and not a retreat. <laughs> we camp at artist retreat manager Quinton's eager to get more like-minded folks here on the farm. And the last to show was Norman. Quinton likes to call him one of the angry young men. Yep, 50 years too late, and I assume I'd be angry if me parents adopted for a name like Norman anyway. <laughs> Still, Quinton's all over him, and Norman's all over us. I mean, he creeps up behind you and spouts lines of what he thinks is poetry. <laughs> yep, poetry, it's always about the most banal things too. I mean, don't... You know, I don't associate uh, tractors or cabbages with poetry. On the other hand, a while back, Quinton did have a bash at poetry, and that included cabbage poetry alongside his manically depressed viewpoint. Maybe they'll combine their efforts, you know, and uh, destroy the meaning of the word poetry forever. Oh dear. <laughs> Maybe they could just recite their joint creations in me field. At least that way, it'll keep most of the bugs at bay, eh? <laughs> The snowbird couple, Math and Marty, the vaudeville act, have promised us a special seasonal show and I hate to think. Worse still, they're insisting they use me horse's stable as a stage for it. I wonder why. Me poor old horse is lame already, but not as lame as Martha and Monty though. <laughs> but lame all the same. Either way, there is an upside to them borrowing me stable. Yeah, I'm allergic to the straw and I won't be able to attend their rather odd event. <laughs> Two other camper artists are still here too. Galon, yep, the self-described self-help guru. Yeah, he's been hammering out the words on his latest self-help book in his own teepee in the corner of me Farfield. But I learned from Quinton only yesterday that Galon started on the second book and that's running alongside the first. This one is his first horror story. Yep, a new venture into the unknown for him. It's called The Monsters at Two Medicine Farm. <laughs> oh well, he can write about them, but I have to live with them, don't I? Maybe I should swap places with Galon. I mean, I'll move into his cosy little teepee and he can stay in the house with the monsters. At least that way, he can gain first-hand and real-life experience for his novel. The only danger is if Satana mistakes him for fresh meat. Yeah, she does get very predatory from time to time. <laughs> then, the deeply unhappy Wilmer, our angry, recently divorced sculptor, is still tapping away night and day at that huge lump of Indiana limestone. And it's finally 
starting to take shape. Well, I'll just say shape and stop short of anything else. She reckons it's going to be the image of her ex-hubby. Oh dear. Well, right now, it's certainly a monster. <laughs> I know it's a monster because me mother-in-law has been studying it with very lustful eyes. <laughs> The last of our retreaters, X-Ray, that's the sexless, non-binary, uncategorized artist. Yeah, it likes to be called it, not him, or her, or them, or they even. Yep, he vanished last, well, it vanished last week, <laughs> and we haven't seen it again. So maybe it was abducted after all. I just hope that if it was taken by the aliens after all, that they don't base their entire human studies on X-Ray, as a genuine example of the human race. <laughs> well, why? Because it'll set back their research by years. <laughs> With me camper come farmhand, Quinton in charge is peaceful partner Craglet, the mostly blissful, happy person here on Two Medicine Farm, is still giving everyone guitar lessons. Yep, it's almost an obligatory form of relaxation at me retreat. So for Craglet, it's strumming every night and new chords each day in between life with me cabbages. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all me shows again at nednatter.com. Old Nan, me 95-year-old mother and her gambling, drinking fiend and buddy to Shiko Suzuki, that's me lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson, that's wife and Beverly Hills sex first, Heiner's 103-year-old grandmother. Yep, another long-lasting specimen. <laughs> They've spent the week working on their December horse racing playbook. Yep, Nan decided to place her well-researched lottery numbers on 16 weeks in advance. Yep, 16 advance plays. Well, we'll see what she comes up with, eh? But she's still sticking with her wager-style gambling. With the old playbook online, the old birds have been betting like a couple of pros. Ten races at a time, and in between them races, whiskey glasses are full, and they're arguing about the odds, the course, the favourites. And when the races are not running, they're so bored, they're betting on who will eat the most and finish first in the Elsie and beyond it Gannett sweepstakes. <laughs> Added to that, Toshiko's privately wagering on whether old Nan will actually finally get to the door before the UPS guy runs away. <laughs> I'd say that's not great odds, though. I mean, he's working hard on avoiding Nan. He even packs his truck right out of sight and sprints up the farm driveway to avoid the clutches of the ancient witch. <laughs> Although Nan had temporarily forgotten about our formerly sub and now full-time mailman Virgil, I think she's actually put me farm dog Clay under one of her spells. Because he had Virgil corralled in the porch for at least 20 minutes this week until I came to the rescue. <laughs> the old crows were watching from the window, coughing, smoking, drinking and laughing away. Me farm dog had him pinned to the wall like a no trespassing notice. <laughs> I'm convinced it was Nan who sent the registered letter to herself just to see what might happen when Virgil knocked on the door for the required signature. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares like my old mother. I'm still having these really weird dreams. They've returned with a vengeance like never before. Added to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nice nap. Never in me bed. This time I was resting up in my farm office 
trying to balance me accounts, uh, but I'd failed for the third time and then just dozed off. Oh dear. <laughs> I dreamt I was watching the huge Christmas tree going up outside the Rockefeller Center in New York. All was going very well until they decided to top the tree out with not the usual traditional bright crystal star, but with a huge fairy instead. Oh dear. As I watched the crane lifting the fairy up to the top of the 80 foot high spruce, I noticed the face. Yep, it was the wife Elsie, dressed like a sugar plump fairy. I decided to shout out and warn everyone of the impending disaster and danger too. But as you know, in dreams that never works, does it? I was voiceless. It was only when the monstrous crane let go that the equally monstrous fairy began to destroy the tree and soon Elsie was falling, screaming and heading rapidly towards the sidewalk. Oh, I woke suddenly and missed the best part. I never saw the part where she actually landed and then I realised that next to me was the genuine nightmare. It was still screaming too. Apparently cockroaches still visit, even during the holidays. And Elsie's terrified of him. Yup, terrified. Just imagine how an inch and a half long insect must feel when it sees her. Terrified, all right. The ones that can fly escape using their wings when they get to witness something not only that's larger, but something that also eats everything and anything in sight and makes more mess than they do. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, me scruffy farman ding-dang seems to be getting scruffier every time I have the misfortune of bumping into him. He's been playing with sculptor Wilma Stone in the hope of getting more than just rock dust on his hands. <laughs> After a refusal last week, ding-dang tried a new approach. He bought the beer and the pizza to Wilma rather than invite her to his trailer. He soon realised that Wilma could only manage a small slice and he ended up with the beyond it sized piece all to himself. Yep, 90% of it. <laughs> then he decided she was weird when she told him she'd never drank beer straight from a bottle before. Add to that, he can't understand or really deal with Wilma's miserable old state. No. But despite the usual drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show. So here's... Ding Dang's southern quote. Someone licked the red off her candy. <laughs> oh dear. Well, that's how Ding Dang sees Wilma's ongoing depression. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, Stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I've got my new segment for you, and it's called Ned's Sagacious Moment. Yeah, I might not be a serious old sage, 
but I have got time to think, and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my listeners. So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning the way ideas or fashions seem to come back in the weirdest ways. Yep. And I'm not talking about, you know, lace gloves, flared trousers or silly hats. Oh dear, no. I'm, I'm looking at the fact that when I was a nipper, little boy, you know, we used to have things delivered like it was standard. You know, we had the milk arrived, the bread arrived, the grocery stuff like that, you know, came right to the door. Then all the big box retailers showed up and killed all these folks off with cheaper prices and lower quality. They seemed to have vanished forever. And a few years passed and the big guys literally owned the retail world forever. And then almost overnight, what are they trying to do? Yep, that's right. Deliver food to your door. <laughs> and yep, how are they doing? Badly. Oh dear. I think they should work really on another apparently dead idea instead. Yep, that's customer service. And I don't mean by having a counter in the store with the words customer service printed on it either. I mean, I could put a sign up on my farm gate saying brain surgeon, but it won't make me into one, will it? So if they bring that odd idea of genuine service back first, maybe everything will run smoothly after all. Yeah, we can all dream, can't we? This is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Despite the colder nights, me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate nudist swinger old Fred's house is the hottest venue in North Florida for a unique swingers party every Saturday night. Yeah, it's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes I wish I didn't. <laughs> well, there's only one guarantee. It's the same old drill. Bring a bottle, bring your wife and potluck dishes for the buffet. Fred mingles with like-minded swingers and yet that's often potluck too. Whilst old Lonnie eats his way through mountains of free food which helps him keep going for an entire week and of course keeps him away from roadkill recipes. And the neighbourhood pets too. <laughs> so when Saturday finally rolled round, Fred told me this week's party theme was bad sweaters and tinsel underwear. <laughs> now this one really confused me, but Fred warned me last time he was getting seasonal. And then they started to show. That's right, his happy band of party swingers. Oh well, actually in greater numbers than usual. Plenty of idiots, seasonal sweaters, bulging Santas, odd-shaped Christmas trees and ugly knitted reindeer with their red noses in some very weird spots. <laughs> they made the wearers look like something from the clothing clearance aisle in the store. <laughs> the attempts at tinsel underwear were not only bold, revealing, but tricky, uncomfortable and odd-looking. Yep, that was just the ones the men were wearing. <laughs> Then I noticed the excessive amount of seasonal mistletoe hanging around Fred's home. And yep, I headed home. <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on me show. Yep, 
old nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old nan remembers another one of our long-lost relatives. Yep, long-lost for very good reason. we got far too many of these relatives out there. Anyway, it was a memory about old Kevin, the knife sharpener, death. Yep. <laughs> And this one had a hideous reputation. Anyway, with a name like Death, they don't get many opportunities to be anything other than hideous. <laughs> See, Death's old nan's maiden name. They say the aft to make it sound better, but I still call them the Deaths, making everything clear and above board and up front, eh? Anyway, back to Kevin, the knife sharpener Death. Oh dear, well, he's more of what you call ancient folklore now, not really a recent Death specimen. No, see went to London to find his fortune in the big city during the Victorian times. Yep, and set up shop as a knife sharpener in the east end of old London, yep, in near place called Whitechapel. Rumour has it that his best customer was a man called Jack, and he called on Kevin every week to have his blades sharpened. Yep, extra sharp that was. Added to that, he always tipped well, and it was only some time later that the world discovered how Jack the Ripper was famous for his accurate cuts. <laughs> Worse still was that old Nan actually reckons that it was one way how the deaths had contributed to the history books. <laughs> and that really is a family odour for me. With the amount of nuts in her family, they'd make a family of squirrels very happy indeed. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for my book reviews. Yep, I get my hands on a few and I feature them right here on my show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of Road books go in the giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on the farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay then, I've ended up with just one book this time around, and it's called Genetically Modified Self-Help by A. Crossbreed Jr. <laughs> yep, he's jokingly known to his friends as Heinz. <laughs> This book explains the way to wealth through one simple method, yep, genetic modification. The author says that no other self-help get-rich scheme can even begin to work without his assistance, yep. All outlined in this Andy-sized large print guide for absolute idiots. <laughs> Either way, I'll give you a few highlights anyway. Well, you can call them highlights. He reckons the only guaranteed route to success is through genetic modification. Yep, yours. <laughs> the perfect set of genes means success, and he says food should not be the only thing we consider when discussing GMO. Personally, I found his short book confusing and decided the best kind of genetic modification out there for the author was a full frontal lobotomy. <laughs> yep, a guarantee not so much of success, but as a guarantee he'd never be able to write another pile of crap like it again. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to burn this one after me show. I just don't want to see it ever again. 
Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yeah, me anomalies from around the world future. This time we're visiting Afghanistan and it's a revolting foodie one year. A few of me listeners say they miss the disgusting delicacies around the world, so I decided to include another one. Put it this way, I just hope you're not eating whilst I describe cash. Like ash with a K up front. Yep, you don't really know whether to smoke it or eat it. (laughs) Oh well, here goes. It's a traditional dish in countries like Afghanistan and Iran. Oh dear. It's a cooked sheep's head. Yep, with everything still present. Eyes, brain, ears, teeth, tongue, the works. They even throw in its trotters for good measure. Ooh. (laughs) Yep, all head and feet with a bunch of tasty seasoning and then they eat it for breakfast. What better way to start your day, eh? Actually, I could think of something much better. You know, I hate people staring at me at any time of day. But a sheep looking back at me from me breakfast table is taking things too far. <laughs> I mean, some days I can't even face me toast and marmalade. But this definitely brings new meaning to sitting at the head of the table. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes. American for foreigners, with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. (laughs) First up though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well hello Ned, this is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck has told me he's pleading the fifth. It was after I asked him about a massive hole in the farm accounts. Yes, it does sound absolutely ridiculous. Can you tell me what on earth he's talking about, as I haven't a clue? All I wanted to know was where the money's been spent. So perhaps you could call me back, Ned, and solve this dilemma. Thank you so much, old chap. Goodbye. You know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail. It's as if I actually know someone else who sounds just like him. (laughs) An horrifying thought, eh? Anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time Buck says he's pleading the fifth. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Nigel thinks Buck's deliberately confusing him. Well, it is a weird expression away, Nigel. The Fifth Amendment is an important part of the US Constitution. But in this case, it really means basically he's not going to tell you anything. <laughs> mm. He's evoking his right to remain silent and not incriminating himself. Or in other words, and in his case, he's not going to tell you the truth. <laughs> you might like to check, you know, with the local race course, Nigel, as Buck has inherited the degenerate gambler gene from old Nan, me mother. And that shortfall, you know, might have just been spent on a few horses. Anyway, I hope it makes some kind of sense to you, Nigel. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me incontinent political commentator neighbour old Russia's Stonewall Jackson Farm to listen to the latest second-hand news from the Reuters Centre and all in very small instalments. Yet with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. Poor old mucker. <laughs> For starters, Rush has asked to spend Christmas Day here on the farm this year. Well, he's a lonely old soul and he's kind of invited himself anyway. He knows I can't refuse me favourite though bigoted show contributor. <laughs> Either way, it means hours of Republican rhetoric surrounded by the sounds of continuous munching. Otherwise, his private ideas are on hold for a few weeks as he reckons nobody wants to discuss politics right now. How right you are, Rush. <laughs> Add to that, our polyamorous Democratics TV host neighbour Jeremy Sprung is heading off for a festive break in California where at least he reckons there'll be less arguments. But that's probably because he deliberately surrounds himself with a group of hand-picked Democrats. <laughs> In the meanwhile, Rush is being helpful and working on his private conversion through kindness initiative. This time, he's arranged to spend a day helping to hang Christmas lights on the roof of the Masonic Lodge. Yep, because he's a member of the local lodge, not just vote-gathering this time around. <laughs> yep. It's called Goodwill to All Masons. <laughs> I smiled as all I could see was him running up and down the ladder every five minutes and never placing a single light where it was supposed to go. <laughs> but before he could tell me more, he excused himself with that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh dear, Rush has always gotta go and flush. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Young Alice was in a happy mood when I visited. She'd received a gift. One of the local farmers had heard she adopts animals and had given her a collection of very odd livestock. Two goats, a pig, a cow and a mule. <laughs> yep, quite a combination. Before I could even discuss the potential drama <laughs> or how she's going to manage the additions to her menagerie, Alice reminded me of something, how I should be taking more notice are the wonders of nature. She baffled me again with this really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Dolphins blow water rings to hunt fish. 
Yep, they even get under a big shoal of fish and keep blowing the rings which confuse the fish into splitting from the group, making them easier prey. Oh dear, well that's very interesting. You know, but when me mother, old Nan, blows smoke rings, she uses them to keep things away from her, not encourage them. <laughs> anyway, as always, the coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> right then, first up, I got a call from Ramona in Rhodes. Yep, she's asking me about what I think about anti-Santas. Yep, in Europe, they have these terrifying versions of Santa to scare the kids. Well, supposedly into being well-behaved, but... <laughs> These aren't just idle threats they make for a kind of monstrous Christmas. Oh dear. Well, they got characters like Krampus. He's from Germany. Yep, he's half goat, half demon. That's bad enough. <laughs> he's supposed to beat naughty children and even kidnap them. Oh dear, very nasty. Then there's another called Frau Perchter from the Alpine region of Europe. She only disembowels naughty children and fills them with straw. <laughs> upside is you can keep her away and at bay with a kind of porridge that's handy to know isn't it <laughs> then there's another ugly bunch called the Calicant Zari I think I got that right they mostly hang out in the Balkans and spend the 12 days of Christmas trying to break into folks homes and play tricks on them <laughs> but you can keep them away with a calendar apparently yeah, apparently they get confused counting all the holes in it <laughs> well Around here, they'd recommend a 9mm, which makes a different kind of hole in Home Invaders. Of course, I have my own anti-Santas right here, don't I? Yep, the wife, the mother-in-law, and beyond it. Oh dear. <laughs> the second item comes from Thomas in Tottenham. Yep, that's in old London, and he's got an odd one from the UK for us. Yep, a woman called the cop as she'd seen human remains in a field well at least the toe when an army of cops showed up and cordoned off the field got the canine team to work and all the forensic guys on their hands and knees they discovered a real horror yep it was a half buried potato (laughs) (laughs) sticking out of the muddy ground oh dear wrong kind of toe now that's something to smile about isn't it This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey, dubious Command Agent 50% is lining up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> Oh dear, I'm looking through his latest offering, as you'd expect he's found something different, but definitely original for sure. Anyway, here goes. Have you got real estate that just won't sell? Well, you're just going to love our unique real estate price booster here at Rent the Answer. That's right, you'll see not only your value shoot up overnight, but have at least a dozen gullible buyers hammering on your door within 24 hours 
and that's our unique guarantee. You decide on which one you require and we will get it to you. And best of all, we've got fully verified and instant results today. Why not try our alien sighting with genuine scorch marks on your lawn and a fake abduction news article in the local press? Or try our friendly poltergeist who rattle more than just your picture frames, or even try our realistic skeletons in your closet, or maybe even in the basement if you prefer. But wait, we've got the deal of the season, and just for Dead Nat Show listeners, with every poltergeist this month only, we're giving away our spook of the season, who actually hangs around for an entire week and puts the grip on every one of your potential home buyers. Yep. He'll put a shiver down their spines and lift your real estate value by 10% a day. <laughs> so visit our website now to learn more at spookawaythosesluggishsales.org and rent the answer today. <laughs> you know, what will they think of next? Eh? Of course... I've got my own set of horrors here on the farm, but believe me when I say they'll work in the opposite way, I mean (laughs) they'll frighten off every visitor and send your market value plummeting. (laughs) I know from experience. I mean, one look at them and you won't want to leave the house. Oh no, you'll consider leaving the country too. Oh dear. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show, and whichever way you dice it, me show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember farms are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. In the meantime, you can find me and all me radio shows at nednatter.com yep they're all safe his podcast too add to that there's me social media links so come by and say hi it'd be great to hear from you thanks so much for listening it's been a pleasure chatting with you again and I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat show soon so until then keep a smile on your face think positive and don't sweat the small stuff the grass is not always greener on the other side it might just be a freeway <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs> the Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.